What's up, Sassy Gamers? Today is Mario Day, so March 10th, 2022. This is Season 2, Episode 39. And I'm here with an actual extra person today, and I'll get to that in a second. So I'm here with Demiran, I'm here with Phoenix Nova, I'm here with Daydrinker ATL. And today we have a special guest on the show. We have Charles from Bunnies for Peace Studios, uh, who is actually going to be releasing a new game really soon called Minotaur Princess. So welcome to the show, Charles. Thanks for having me. Glad to be an extra, extra person. (laughs) Extra, extra persons are always Usually I'm the extra, extra person, so. Daedric, you're the extra hot person. Yeah. Zysia is the extra smooth voice person. Demurin is the extra angry Canadian person. (laughs) And I'm just the extra old person. I've never been angry a day in my life. Yeah, he's not very angry. He's very, very. I'm like, the most calm, calm person that you'll ever meet. Well, before we jump into the interview here, uh, I did mention. Uh, well, first off, before we jump into that, let me start with. Uh, obviously, there's some things going on in the world right now. Uh, Ukraine could use some help. Uh, we are uh, raising money. We have a charity event right now. If you if you're watching live on the stream, you can see the little. Uh, progress bar that we're doing to try to raise some money. Uh, currently, our goal is at 100, but if you want to be able to donate uh, some money towards Ukraine, that'll help out Project uh, Ukraine. Uh, you can go to the link, uh, I thought, in Discord, but it's, it's or not Discord, in the chat, because apparently it doesn't work. <laughs> it's broken. Apparently, you can just um, tip us. I, but, I've never gotten a tip before. <laughs> yeah, don't tip. Uh, I will put that in the chat in a little bit. But anyway, uh, we are raising money uh, for the charity event. So if you want to do that, all proceeds go to um, the the actual charity. Uh, So it'll be great if you want to do that. And uh, yeah, so other than that, uh, it is Mario Day. So as most of you know, Mario Day kind of started out of nowhere. It just kind of showed up. Uh, Nobody really knows the the reason why it started. But um, the day basically 310... (laughs) Nobody yeah. really knows why, except know. for the marketing department. Nobody knows, nobody knows how it started. Yeah, nobody That's knows the actual so origin story. But it's it's March, so M A R, and then the ten is one zero, so it looks like Mario. So most people celebrate today as International Mario Day. So because of that, I had a couple facts here that if you're not familiar with the history of Mario and the different things, uh, I just figured I'd say some little facts here just to kind of pull a, my own Mikey's corner today. So I love. Here we go. Love, love a fact list. Everybody knows so, this. <laughs> there's not a whole lot because a lot of these were not the greatest facts, but um, some oh. of the facts uh, are pretty cool. So obviously Mario actually started uh, his first appearance in Donkey Kong. And that's what Nintendo created. And they had to have a protagonist. And they were like, we got to have somebody to to battle for the princess. And uh, one of the interesting stories about this is because one of the facts is uh, this was one of the first games of its kind because it was the first game to have a character with the background story that had a lovely character that you could follow along and try to like, you know, feel for that person and try to like be on his side. Um, so because of that, they made Donkey Kong and they had to have Mario, which at the time was actually called what? Does anybody know? What was the original name for Mario? Jumpman. Jumpman. Exactly. Jumpman? Because yeah, he was Jumpman in Donkey Kong. Yeah. That so sense. he would, they didn't know what to name him. They were like, well, just call him Jumpman. And he was a carpenter, Jumpman. actually. You call me Short Girl. I thought yeah. you were going to jump into a big Chungus meme there. Yeah, so he's he's uh, he was Jumpman, and he was a carpenter. There is that. Uh, and then eventually uh, they moved it into, you know, obviously a plumber, uh, a name being Mario. 
Um, so yeah, that was pretty interesting there. Uh, but it's, it's, it's crazy how, you know, obviously Nintendo and Mario, it's, it's, it's a household name. Anybody from probably, you know, 80 years old to younger, uh, probably knows who Mario is. I would say like, it's, it's, it's pretty much everywhere. He's also had some cameos in different games. Uh, does anybody know what other games that he has had a cameo in? Uh, I'm going to say a lot at this point. I mean, what do you mean by cameo? I mean, like, are you talking like about like, yeah, like he's not the, the main character, but he's also appears in said game. I mean, like there's like smash brothers, like any of the that. Olympics yeah. games that they did. Yeah, that's for sure. Mario and Sonic. Well, I guess he's kind of a main character there. Yeah. Like so, so smash brothers, same thing, like kind of a main character. Like, you can pick him. Yeah. To play. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, well, so I've, the one that, kinda, oh, okay. So, so not a playable character. Cause smash brothers, you can't say he's a main character. Right. 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 It's like character. an NPC. So yeah. the one that comes to mind is that for what me, the opposite of playable character is Kelly. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> um, is actually Mike Tyson's punch out. What? So does anybody know what he did in Mike Tyson's punch out? Does anybody remember that? Please tell me he poked somebody in the butt. No, he was the referee. He's a referee. Yeah. There you go. What? So, yeah, I that, never, that didn't, that never didn't noticed until, that. Yeah, you'd said that, what? and I was kind of like looking back in my mind. So yeah, the thing is, like they they literally created not just a character, not just a backstory, but they started incorporating him into like everyday life, into everything. Like any game you played, you had Mario, basically. So, it's, but is that it's, canon? Uh, I mean, have you have you heard that mentioned anywhere ever that Mario <laughs> is a referee for boxing since like what 1982 or whenever that game came out? I yeah, mean, agreed. the man is a doctor. There's a lot of boxing. The man, <laughs> the man races race cars. He yeah. he sits there and he, plays tennis. He I mean, fights rabbits. I mean, that's like, fair. He's got like half as many professions as Barbie. He yeah. is the Renaissance man. That is for sure. So anyway, I figured I'd give you guys some fun facts for Mario Day. So maybe next year you guys will celebrate. By throwing a Mario party. And we you know me. I'm all about celebrating by. a holiday. It's true. So next year, let's have a party. There I'll you bring go, the Switch and we'll have Mario party. Yes. There you go, day drinker. Yes. What do you mean, let's have a party? I thought that's what this was. Oh, that's <laughs> Come on, guys. Right. We even have drinks and everything. Friday yeah. next week or next Cheers. year. So. But yeah, so nice. there you have it. So anyway. Like Mario. Um, I wanted to throw that out there before we got started. But yeah, the reason, you know. Uh, of the show today is we do, like I said, have Charles with us. who's from money for peace bunnies for peace uh, because he has a new game coming out called Minotaur princess. So again, welcome Charles. And uh, I just want to give you a little spotlight. So give me the elevator pitch of what Minotaur princess is for those who don't know. So Minotaur princess is a game where not only do you get to play as the princess, uh, you also get to play as the Minotaur because you become freaky Friday'd. Uh, against your will as the evil uh, dark sorceress Pasiphadria comes down in a uh, deep political scheme to take over the kingdom after the uh, king passes the the new code after he had had a change of heart. Um, and the story's about you kind of learning, uh, learning how to navigate the world uh, in your new form. Uh, you know, you used to be a princess. You're smart and brave. Uh, you know, you had all the tutors and whatnot and all the, the proper upbringings of a princess. And now you're uh, a minotaur uh, who's been like Shit. exiled and you have to. Yeah. 
You yeah, are yeah. So a jacked minotaur. Holy cow. You know, you got to figure out how to use that to your, uh, to your advantage. So it's kind of a, like learning how to walk a mile and minotaur's heels, if you will. <laughs> I love it. I saw well, that awesome. on your, on the, um, the description of the game. I was like, oh yes. So yeah, right. as, as a girl, um, it's seeing like the transformation. I thought it was really cool straight out of the gate. So I am actually really looking forward to playing this game. Uh, well, I let you talk about the game. I shouldn't <laughs> go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I was going to say is it's actually interesting because this month is, you know, uh, about women. It's women's mm-hmm. month and women's it's not month. typical that you see a princess necessarily as mm-hmm. the, you know, the main character. Uh, so what was your inspiration? Why did you guys decide to go against the norm and decide to go with the main character as a woman, as a princess at that? I mean, it's a number of things. Uh, we just had a, a little girl, a couple, I got, she's uh, three years old as of uh, one week ago. Oh, um, it's that whole like time flies thing. Yeah. Uh, it's real. Um, congrats. But uh, yeah, you know, we're looking to make Happy a game birthday. and trying to, uh, thanks, <laughs> uh, come up with a, you know, something that would be not, not only just kind of cool and unique and we're all just, you know, a little bit goofy, uh, I guess maybe more ridiculous. Um, and then, uh, have it be something that, uh, has, uh, uh, like a strong female protagonist is kind of an example for, you know, a little girl. And so instead of being the princess, uh, that needs to be rescued, uh, Mm -hmm. you are the princess who, you know, you, happen upon hard times, but then it's your job to really rescue the kingdom out of the, the evil nefarious clutches of the, the enemy, um, whom you grow to learn actually isn't necessarily nefarious. They just have a different kind of point of view of everything. Uh, they're just more willing to take things to extremes, um, and kind of take things by force. And so it, it kind of uh, has you second guessing that it's not just about good and evil and that, you know, there are other points of view that are that, you know, have legitimacy. And the, the, uh, the hardest part about it is that both sides legitimately want what's best for the kingdom. They just have very different ideas of what that is. Um, and so then, you know, as you're kind of growing oh as gosh. a person throughout this game, you're kind of learning about this. And it's also kind of like a, a coming of age um, in that manner and that, you know, when you're very young, things are very simple. They're very black and white. We're the good guys. They're the bad guys. Um, and, you know, as she gets to traverse the land, um, because she has to, you know, work her way through the, the seven uh, provinces of Acrotheria to kind of make her way back and to, you know, gather all the intel and learn everything she needs to be able to undo this and reclaim um, her rightful place. Uh, she learns that, you know, there's a lot of gray um, in the world and that things are a lot more difficult, uh, than she initially thought. Now, I mean, she's still, you know, very righteous in her, in her calling and whatnot, and she's still trying to do the right thing. Um, and so, you know, she presses forward as she should and overcomes adversity and hardship. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much the story in a nutshell there. Awesome. So what type of game is this for those who don't know? Puzzle Fighter is what I'm calling it. Uh, if anybody has a better idea, uh, let me know. <laughs> um, well, that's interesting because I saw like on the Steam page, the uh, description yeah. you guys have is like uh, adventure game slash like Puzzle Fighter. 
And and it, it does seem very much like that from, you know, looking at the footage you guys have out there available uh, and seeing and then hearing about the gameplay that, you know, Phoenix had played during PAX when he met you. Uh, it was it's uh, it's an interesting concept and it, and it seems there's like a lot of different layers to it. Uh, it's not just a puzzle game. You know, it's not just an adventure game, but you're kind of like really mixing that together as we're as we're watching well, right now. You actually see like you're using potions. You're able to conjure different familiars. Uh, there's like all this like, RPG element to it as well. Um, on top well, and of more just specifically, puzzle fighter. I mean, it, you can you can sit there and say it's a match three game, right? Uh, that's that's what it looks like at first blush, and and that's why I think Charles is saying, hey, it's it's this you know uh, puzzle fighter because. A normal match three game, when you match something and the new gems fall down in, if something still matches, it just auto matches and goes on. Uh, that's one of the maybe controversial or at least decisive or divisive, I should say, uh, decisions that uh, they had in this game is that it doesn't auto match. So the mm. reason that Charles gave me at the time of PAX, and he'll probably explain this better in a second, is it gives you more tactical and strategic control of what you are doing. So if you are, if, if you don't need to heal right now, you don't waste to heal. Uh, if instead that you're trying to cast a spell, you match the gems that have allow you to cast a spell. So it, it kind of brings that next level into it. Yeah, they, um, it also said that you guys are going to be bringing, uh, well, not bringing, you guys are going to, I guess, launch it with multiplayer uh, along with that. Uh, and I have a couple of questions around uh, multiplayer and also um, platform, because currently I see it's available on, it's going to be available on Steam. Uh, but in my personal experience, most match games that I play, Puzzle Fighter games uh, that I've played are mostly usually on my phone. Uh, is there plans to, to kind of bring it to a mobile device, like either Android or iOS? So I'll actually uh, answer that with a question. Um, <laughs> so when you say like, you've played a puzzle fighter on your phone, like have you played, um, like, have you actually played, there, there's a, a game, Marvel versus Capcom, more or less, or no, it's not, it's mm. uh, Street Fighter, rather. Um, but it's called Puzzle Fighter. Have you had a chance to play that? Uh Potent, let me look it up. I have potentially there was one that I did play for quite a while. I think it was Puzzle Quest or Puzzle. Mm, yeah, Puzzle Quest is fantastic. Very different about gameplay. Super Puzzle Fighter. Yeah. Oh, like on Super Nintendo, like the old school, like Street Fighter, little chibis, like. Mm-hmm. Yo, dude, that was like one of my favorite games. Me, and my brother used to. So I guess when you say multiplayer, now my eyes are lighting up because I remember how fun that was playing with like my brother. Me and him, we had the demo. Uh, on some game, it was like a demo of that. Like I think it was a jump pack on PlayStation. Maybe it was. Yeah, it was, right. Uh, like we actually we played that same demo over and over because it was so much fun <laughs> just to be able to like stack power up and then like you know destroy your enemy or like whatever. It was it was super cool. Uh, so yeah, that was that was definitely I, if that was an inspiration, then yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, Puzzle Quest was a big inspiration um, as far as like how the game, some of the mechanics. Um, but the feel of it is actually very much uh, Puzzle Fighter. And so that's why I, I kind of answered that with a question, because, like, have you played any games like Super Puzzle Fighter on your cell phone? Um, I haven't. I've been, you know, looking and haven't found anything of that yeah. nature. This is a much faster pace, much quicker, right. much more intense. Not uh, it's, you know, it's not your Candy Crush or your uh, even Puzzle Quest. Um, yeah. 
Well, and those and those do go back to being like more of like a match three game or match four or whatever it may be. It's like that's the style. Of, that's what kind of gets you on those kind of games. Plus, like the the pay to win aspect where you have so many lives and even Candy Crush mm. is like, you know, basically forcing you to lose at times. So you have to like buy in. Um, so I guess with that, though, it may not come to mobile, but since you are launching on Steam, have you looked into maybe uh, getting verified for the Steam Deck? Yeah, actually, that's uh, something that we are starting to work on now. Um, I think that our game works very, you know, would work very well for that. As you know, as you kind of mentioned, that it's got uh, you see a lot of games like that on mobile. It's because the controls work very well uh, there. So, like a lot of those controls still work, uh, still will work well. And the Steam Deck being a touch screen, you know, it's a, it's a great fit. Yeah, Is the the graphics? That. I mean, from what I've seen. Um, the graphics are really, really beautiful, and they're very detailed, too. And I can see it playing out better on a Steam Deck and being able to see that on a Steam Deck. But on a mobile device, I guess, unless you have, like, one of those, I, I guess, on, like, an iPad or something, um, you, it would, you'd be able to see more. But, like, just on my little rinky-dink cell phone, I don't know that I'd be able to, take, to appreciate it as much. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I mean, especially seeing the gameplay footage and stuff like mm -hmm. like you said, it doesn't really make sense to be on a cell phone. Um, I was just curious because like that is an avenue that obviously people developers have to just, you know, think about when you're releasing a game, especially something yeah. that, you know, seems to be like a match three game. I'm sure there's gonna be questions about that. People are gonna be like, well, wish I could play this. One. But once you start playing it, you know, it's gonna be a lot different. Yeah, yeah, we had a lot, a lot of questions about that at uh, when we showed at PAX West. And so, you know, we probably will um, eventually like next year sometime, um, but it'll, it'll need to play, be and play very, very differently. Um, yeah. Currently what we're looking to do is PC, um, you know, Steam, uh, probably game store or Epic game store and a few others. Um, and then switch over to console uh, as a fast follow after that, and then hopefully switch. So like taking this game to, to those avenues uh, would be our first go-to and then, develop something different for mobile sometime later down the road. But like this game, the problem is, is that a game like this, uh, one reason I, I, you know, very much shy away from calling it a match three is because, you know, this game's got, uh, it'll have, you know, by the time it's done, like a 15, 20 hour campaign. Um, yeah, that, yeah. But, but it's like a story driven branching dialogue. Like you make your decisions. They have, um, you know, some impact on the story consequences uh, yeah yeah actually you know consequences and um and so like you know you, you that's not a freemium title that it's yeah. not candy crush it's, it's completely yeah. different right. and so i think that's going to be one of the hardest things is you know we're going to put this on steam uh for you know 15 20 bucks whatever and people be like oh well, and why isn't it free you know i, I can play candy right. crush for free why do i pay 20 bucks for that like and it's like well i mean you know so hopefully <laughs> Hopefully we'll do a good job showing people what's up. Um, well, but, and you, you got know. player versus player as well. Mm -hmm. Right. So you actually have, you know, two sets of screens where people can choose, you know, their attacks and their order of attacks, essentially. So a lot of strategy that I've seen in this game that that's, I, I, when I was walking around PAX, when I met you uh, multiple times went by, I literally saw it and thought match three. And I agree a hundred percent with you that, calling this a match three is very, you know, 
it's it's put in a box where it doesn't deserve to be in mm-hmm. because it's got so much more that it does besides just that. Uh, and you know, here's a little bit of what you know. I I believe the player versus player looks like. Yeah, uh, and that's and a good point, just, Phoenix. I just wanted to make sure that like we did specify yeah. that because mm-hmm. it's. I want that's what I want people to know if they if they see the footage here because I mean we only have a little bit of gameplay footage that you provided us because obviously like you know got to have something to, to say right? early um, it's not yeah, out it's yet gotta, but gotta, gotta I, I want to make sure it. that people do know that there's more to this it's not just a match three there is multiple levels of complexity and like the the matching portion of this game doesn't really seem like it's the main like asset of the game list it's just one part of it. like you have like you said the campaign to follow there's you know the fighting aspect of PvP there's the, uh, the camp like it's the other it's almost like the the match part is a mechanic for the combat but yeah but saying that the combat is the only thing that happens like in skyrim is you know completely wrong right you know there's more than just the combat yeah i i can't see it being too much of an issue just on what little we've seen already um it reminds me a lot of like <clears throat> i think loop hero falls in the same boat where at a glance somebody might think that it's a small enough game to where it's just like like i'll just Mm -hmm. play something for free but if you take even more than a split second to look at loop hero you're like wait this game has depth Mm. you don't have to play it you just look at a couple of screenshots and you're like no this this looks like it has a lot of different functions to it um and honestly so far from the little i've seen this game translates that even better like yeah just from seeing a couple different Mm -hmm. screenshots you see the menus you see the map icon there um, you see a little bit of the fighting and, and the actual matching Inventory. function and immediately you're like, you know, there's there's a lot more going on here than just a simple match game. Yep. And, and that's absolutely. a good point, too, because the uh, like one of the games recently we've, we've played a lot of is a uh, vampire survivor. And same thing with that. It was a very simple game on the you know, on the face of it. We're like, OK, this is a kind of a, you know, a very basic game. But there was just enough mechanics, just enough things to get you started. And then once you start playing, you start realizing that there's just so much more to the game. Uh, and yeah. like loop here is a good example of that too. So, which is an interesting uh, thing to say, considering, you know, that game specifically actually has a lot less going on than Minotaur princess looks to have. So, yeah, yeah. but it doesn't seem but like we have the creator here, but we have yeah. the creator here <sighs> and we've been kind of talking about it. I mean, I mean, <laughs> like, like we're gushing over well, your game. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Phoenix, you played it, so I mean, you know, you've got the the least biased opinion <laughs> out yeah. of everybody here. So, I'm living. No, I'm uh, happy yeah. to hear your thoughts. I but, saw uh, some. I saw some uh, footage from PAX on YouTube um, from Bunnies for Peace, and the player versus player uh, interaction. People looked like they were really getting into it. Oh yeah, no, it was it was pretty yeah. intense. We had. Uh, we got multiplayer working the, the last day of PAX. Okay. <laughs> um, a huge shout out to uh, James, our programmer, who worked awesome. tirelessly day and night um, <laughs> for weeks leading up to it and was able to uh, pull a few all-nighters right before nice. um, and get that working so that we actually got to show it to people because the first three days, you know, we had multiplayer, uh, which mm-hmm. we were excited to have that um, <laughs> yeah. up and running. Uh, but then um, being able to have the multiplayer of the last day was fantastic. And uh, yeah, there's a there's a point in the the video where a guy who wins gets up and like literally just starts flexing <laughs> like on his friend <laughs> yeah. uh, after he beat him. And I, I thought that was pretty great. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, but tell me a little bit about this photo. So let me see. 
this oh is, that was got... like the sweetest thing they they were like is your game multiplayer uh we love playing uh games together and i was like well it will be multiplayer like we're, we're literally working on it hopefully it'll be ready tomorrow um and um and i was like it's not I was like, you guys look like you're looking for a cooperative game. This will not be cooperative. It'll be very competitive. <laughs> um, but uh, you guys can, uh, I don't remember if it was their suggestion or, or ours to, to hold the controller together, um, but they decided to do that. And yeah, so one of them uh, was doing the movements and the other one was, uh, you know, in charge of uh, the button presses and whatnot. And uh, yeah, it looked like they had some experience with that. Um, yeah, it was super sweet just uh, getting to watch them. Uh, play like that and whatnot, and interact with, with our game um, in that manner, and uh, you know the the bright smiling faces. <laughs> so that my, my husband and I would that would never in my house. Somebody would have been yelling at the other one. A, a controller would have been thrown <laughs> through a TV. <laughs> so I wasn't there. So how does the multiplayer work? Like, do you is it like uh, like both people have to be sitting in from the same computer, or can I play like against a mirror and? or my house on my game on versus his game? Like, how does that work? So uh, right now it's couch um, multiplayer versus um, we may add networking later. That's just, that'll have to, you know, be a follow. It depends, uh, you know, if so it's successful, it would play? love to add that. What's that? Would it work with a remote play? Maybe it should. Okay. It absolutely shouldn't. Uh, you know, I've, I've done zero testing on that so far. Um, but based on other things that I've done, yeah, there's no reason it shouldn't because it's one person has a controller or, or key, uh, mouse uh, or keyboard. Um, and uh, another person, you know, has, has another input method and yeah, they can play against each other. And we want to get it to where you can use a controller, um, keyboard or mouse. So technically if you buy the game, one person could use the keyboard, the other person could use the mouse, um, and get that to work. Uh, and so like you wouldn't even need like two controllers you're like oh it's a steam game like it can't be multiplayer it's like well, yeah do you have a mouse and you know keyboard with your computer yeah. you should be able to play it yeah. um so we haven't we haven't finished getting that working yet so i want to make any promises but i think we should be able to <laughs> okay cool that's awesome the uh so i guess you know being an indie developer it's it's a tough world right um i know bunnies for peace this is y'all's first uh release coming up um, I guess, do you want to talk about a little bit about your team? Like, is there anybody you want to shout out to specifically or uh, is there uh, you know, how does that work? Oh man, everybody. Uh, first, I guess I just, uh, before I, yeah, um, we've got, uh, there's a, a gal who we've contracted out to redo the UI because, uh, we did it ourselves and we we're pretty happy with it, but, uh, we felt it needed some more polish and, um, and she's, she's doing a fantastic job. That being said, right now, she's uh, escaping Russia through Kazakhstan, uh, trying to make oh her way back God. to London. Um, so, yeah, she sent me uh, an email and I was oh. like, oh, cool. Like, uh, we get to see the, the rest of the assets and go ahead and get these put in. And she's like, oh, so might be a little delayed <laughs> um, because, uh, yeah, I'm kind oh of escaping God. the country right now. And I was like, oh, I thought you were in London. She's like, well, that's where I'm trying to get. Um, oh, like, geez. oh, okay. That's yeah, no, that's fine. Um, yeah, I understand. <laughs> like, you're not, yeah, I understand. Your you're going to be, a, you're going to be a week or two late. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just, just let me know when you're safe. I think we can, um, yeah, we can work with that. Seriously. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. I was like, man, I've heard some good excuses in my day, but uh, I think you won. <laughs> like, whew. 
Man. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so I guess what got you um, into wanting to develop well, uh, hey, has, has he finished? You, let him finish yeah, his I got a whole team, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Sorry, I got a lot um, of questions. I'm excited. Yeah, no, that's great. It's fantastic. Um, I'll feel bad if I don't mention everyone else, though, because they've uh, been yeah, such yeah, an integral sure. part. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, my uh, my partner helped uh, has like helped me through this whole thing. Uh, she's been super fantastic. Um, helped me set up uh, like all of uh, Pax West um, doing that, which was super crazy because our child uh, got COVID um oh, right before no. that happened and so i actually had to stay out of the house for a week oh. um, leading up to setting up for uh, an event um he, he was completely asymptomatic he's totally fine um oh, so yeah that that, that wasn't a big away, deal but you you weren't planning on being away from your kid to begin oh, yeah. with so you know yeah and so yeah. and so that was just insanity um you know and that's just on top of like all the day-to-day um, things that she does and, and support and whatnot. Um, we've got, uh, I guess, James Robert Foster, our uh, fantastic audio composer. Um, he's also doing the sound effects. Uh, we're going to put some of the music up on YouTube here before too long. Um, and, you know, probably also be available for purchase on uh, Bandcamp and Steam and the like. Um, but yeah, amazing music. I mean, it, it breathes so much life into the game. Uh, it's just been fantastic getting to work with him. Um, yeah, I, I can't say enough good things, uh, and excited for you guys and, you know, everybody else to get to listen to his music, uh, and really hoping this game like kind of opens, opens up a lot of doors, uh, yeah. with respect to that. Um, uh, and then, uh, Mr. Corbett, uh, he's been our, uh, designer and implementation specialist, uh, and he's been, uh, when I'm, you know, busy doing, running off and doing other things, uh, trying to get the game funded. Uh, he's been the one, the boots on the ground, uh, actually getting a lot of the stuff built out and implemented, uh, which has awesome. been really fantastic. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things, you know, it takes a village. Yeah, it sounds like you've got a great group behind you. And what yeah, does, fantastic. I've seen it. The studio <laughs> name, where did this come from? Bunnies for uh, Peace. It's, it's my Xbox gamer tag. Okay. Um, <laughs> like... When I was like 20, I think, you know, I was like <laughs> 20 years old or something. And I was like, oh, you know, I've, I've stuck with that. So I think, uh, yeah, that works. sounds hey, good. Yeah. I like it. Fair now, enough. Was that That's where Phoenix yeah. Was that a Xbox, like random generation? I know, right? No, that was me. That was me. Yeah. I know. Fair enough. Because that's where Phoenix Nova comes from. Oh, is my it really? Xbox. I, I, I was in the uh, beta for Xbox Live. Uh, oh, cool! On the original Xbox. So, uh, I was and and I was super excited that even the beta they allowed a space in your name. So, uh, yeah, from right. The very beginning, I was Phoenix Space Nova. I know. That doesn't sound like much now, kids. But trust me, that was a, an accomplishment. That was a feat. <laughs> <laughs> that was something yeah. to be well, happy I mean, about. <laughs> play, PlayStation Network didn't allow spaces. Yeah. yeah, going back. I don't to... think they do now. Yeah, no, it's going to break one day, Brian. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> No, when you're gonna be no. like, why can't I log in? <laughs> this It'll is be a fine. random story, but when there was a thing called Juno, J U N O, um, was mm-hmm. the email client back when email was mm-hmm. like this taboo, random thing that you could do. Nobody really understood what even email was. And uh, my older brother, he was like, "Hey, I got this thing. It's like this email, and like I can make you an account, and like we can, you can like email, and it, like you could set. It was set up to where you could like email random people. Like you would just select somebody to email, and you could just like talk to them." And 
<laughs> I originally had a, a gamer tag of kicker, K-I-C-K-E-R. And I was probably like <laughs> eight or something. And <laughs> randomly, I got an email. And I was like, bro, bro, I got an email. I got an email. And he was like, okay, what's it say? And it's like this guy who's like um, into like Taekwondo or something. And he's like, you know, your name kicker. Like, are you into martial arts? Like, blah, 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 blah. And, and uh, like this whole paragraph of like stuff. And uh, like I had to, like I told my brother, he's like, yeah, dude, um, you probably need to let him know that like you probably like are not into that. And let him know kind of like, you know, you're kind of young. <laughs> so I, kinda, like, I wrote him back and I was like, started- hey, Thus started the long history of Zycia letting people down. Yeah. So I basically, you know, wrote back and said, Hey, sorry. Uh, you know, I'm not into Taekwondo, but uh, I'm also like eight. And he was like, yeah, like he didn't even, I don't think he ever responded back. And that was it. And that was the end of my kicker, uh, name. And then I picked up Zycia, uh, from my older brother. Cause he had music that he wrote and like, this was a planet somewhere and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, but that's, I've had Zycia ever since. So like, that's literally been my gamer tag since for the beginning of time at this point. <laughs> that's that's cool. Fun. Well, we do have five questions for you. Um, Shoot. I'm just going to go ahead and start them off. Uh, it's five the same five questions, questions that we, yeah, same five questions that we ask uh, all of the people that we interview. First one: What is your favorite animated character from a game, movie, cartoon, comic, whatever? Uh, favorite animated character from game, movie, cartoon, comic. Um, you know, it's funny you sent me this question. And I came up with an answer. Now I don't remember what it is. Jesus, it's terrible. I mean, we can move on to another one. But Dude, you should. I can't <laughs> no, even no, think no. Right I want to see I know, sweat. right? No, no, yeah, this is hot seat time. Yeah, no, I know, hot yeah, seat yeah. Time. yeah, pass. He, he, he let on. out the secrets, so now he has to sweat. <laughs> Dude, I know, right? Uh, how about I go with the I mean, easier one? <laughs> I mean, he couldn't answer, so that means that it's the Flash. And we just move on. Oh. <laughs> you know what's funny? I like the Flash until the, the TV show came out. Whoa, really? The TV oh, show is what made you not like The Flash. <laughs> I mean, I still That's like I him. I started like him. Did you hear, did it's you hear just... his Canadian come out then? He was like, oh, yo, he's oh, a TV whoa. show. <laughs> I could understand the Justice League Flash. But... Oh, Fair enough. Man. <sighs> All right. So if you could eat one meal anywhere in the world, where and what would it be? Oh, man. This is, this is maybe not fair, but it would probably just be like, uh, Wagyu beef meal in, in oh. Taipei. Oh um, my God. You had me at Wagyu. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's kind of in Taipei though. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah. They, they do it really well. They fly over yeah. uh Japanese chefs and everything. It's crazy. It's fancy wow. over there. Who knew? <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, Demir, I'll Demir, you got number two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Since, want to, uh, I like to take over all the time, but Daedric da- da- uh, da- went a little out of order there. So yeah, I did because I like that question. That's better. my fault. <laughs> our next so question like. for you is uh, what game do you play that you're embarrassed to tell your friends about? Oh man. So, so there's a game called uh Sengoku rants. I can't say that I'm embarrassed to play it, but it is definitely an 18 plus game. Um, so, you know, maybe something I wouldn't mm-hmm. share at work. Um, it's, it's, uh, really incredible. Like, and if, if I, if we could develop a game that had the same cadence, uh, that it does, 
uh, would just be amazing because it's like watching, um, it's like watching an anime. Um, but like playing the game is like that. And it's not that it takes over. It's not that it has a bunch of cutscenes, but it's that you're in a world that will progress. Um, new plot points will like come up and go away. Uh, there are a bunch of different factions. You're like the leader of a country sort of. Um, and uh, then there's a bunch of other countries and there's a whole bunch of political conflict and strife and whatnot, but it's all super ridiculous. Um, but it will progress with or without you. And just the, the way in which they introduce new characters um, and the, the difference between like all the characters, like they even use different animation styles for uh, different people, for like the different races, I guess, if you will, in the game. Yeah, I'm um, looking at it now. I see what you're talking about. Yeah, like I don't, I mean, be careful about what you share if you're putting anything up on screen. But, um, <laughs> no, but yeah, no, I mean, no. they've got a lot of different stuff. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, most of it's most of it's fine. I mean, it's like one percent of the game is, uh, uh, you know, questionable content. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I would, you know, anybody eighteen plus, uh, I would. That's you know also sort of into that sort of thing. You know, I'd have a hard time not recommending it because like just the the cadence and the the design, they just did such a good job with the design that, you know, the, like the, the 18 plus is like almost like, it feels like an afterthought, which is super weird. Yeah. Um, like they're like, Oh, we, we need to like, how can we make this more intriguing? Oh, let's <laughs> put some nudity in it. And they're like, Oh, okay. That's an odd way to do that. But I mean, maybe <laughs> it was there from the beginning. I, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, but yeah, that, that's, that oh, would have cool. to be my go-to for that. Fair enough. Okay, so what is a game that you think didn't get a fair shake or was overlooked that really is much better than that? Oh, man. I know it. Uh, Absolutely not. That's so good. No, um, there's a game called uh, Arcanum, the tale of uh, Steamworks and Magica Obscura. It came out... God, 20 years ago or so at this point, like I don't even know when that game came out. Um, no, yeah, it was probably even longer than that. Anyway, the game is just fantastic. It is the most like realistic to like how things actually work sort of game that I had ever played, especially at the time. Um, in that, like, I always really loved games where you know consequences, your decisions matter. Um, like I liked fable as far as like, it was fine. But like when people were telling me, Oh, your, your decisions matter, your there's consequences. Like, no, 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 there's not. No, they're not. There's no. really not. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's like, there's, there's a couple choices, different endings. But yeah. Know, there's not really fable. any difference. Yeah. No, yeah. there's, there's, it's next to nothing. And it's like, so I was just so disappointed. Whereas in Arcanum, uh, it's super deep and, um, it's the only game that I'd played. Like imagine, I don't know. It's really hard to even uh, describe it. in In the beginning, there's a town called uh, Ash. He's t- Black Ash. <laughs> I, I don't remember. It's like a, a trailer. He's like in the beginning. In the beginning. <laughs> in a world. <laughs> um, it looks like Fallout. Like the original Fallout is definitely. Yeah. Like no. It, it's it's RPG. very. Yeah. It's it's got similar play, and you can do turn uh, like turn based or real time. Uh, so it it plays it plays pretty similar to like fallout two or fallout one. Um, but like in it, uh, like you could be in the first town and you go, Oh, look, a blacksmith. 
Um, well, he's got a lot of stuff and he's a shopkeep. Oh, wow. I actually have the option to attack him. Well, yeah, he's a, he's a person and he's there and you're there and you have a weapon or you don't <laughs> either way. You can still attack him. He's a person. And so like, you're know. like, Oh, okay. Sitting there with a and, knife. And, and so you can just like, you can go like on a murdering spree and just kill everyone if you want. I mean, that's fine. And uh, something that I thought was amazing about the game is that like, if you kill the blacksmith, it's not like, Oh, he dropped one knife. And you're like, I'm in a blacksmith's shop that like, that's also his storefront. He had one knife in this whole place. Like, how does this man stay in business? Like, that's insane. And no, like, it's like, yeah, he's got like a couple chests worth of stuff. He's got, you know, he's pretty decked out himself. Uh, you know, it's a rough town. Um, but then like, he's got a couple chests of stuff that are the goods that you had the option of buying five seconds ago. Like they didn't disappear. Yeah. Maybe they're locked up. Maybe. Um, so, but so you're telling you me if I start playing this game just to kill the, the blacksmith first, so I can get right out of the gate. So you can, <laughs> you can, but there's also real consequences because you get 15 hours into this game and then you're talking to somebody and they're like, Oh yeah, there's this, uh, blacksmith in Ashbury. Who's like the only person that I know of that that's, uh, was friends with this old cleric. Uh -huh. Um, and you're like, Oh cool. And so you run back to Ashbury and then you like, it's not called Asbury. It's something else. I'm just going to call it that for now. I can't remember yeah. what it's called. Uh, but you run back to the town and then you're like, oh, my God, I killed him. You're, I can't talk to him anymore. You're the, I'm screwed. The, they're actually Captain dead Phillips and they meme. stay dead. Yeah, they're they like, stay. He doesn't me. come back. I am the His I am son the doesn't now. take over. And <laughs> yeah, there's not like some clever way to make sure that you can progress through the story. There's not like a little pop up that's like, by the way, you can no longer complete the main quest. Like yeah. there's none of that. It's just <laughs> your person. Like, don't be a dick. Um, there's I, consequences I also, for your actions. And some of them you might awesome. not know about for a dozen hours later. And then you go, <laughs> oh, God, what do I do now? And you wander around for four or five hours trying to talk to people. Um, and then you quit and start over again. <laughs> I also um, love the fact that really cool. it has a Tesla gun <clears throat> or a mechanized oh, spider yeah. in it. Oh, that's or, another thing about it. It like takes place in crazy steampunk. It takes place uh, oh, right cool. when the industrial revolution is starting, um, which is which gives it a really unique setting, especially for when it came out. There's a couple games that have done a similar setting since, but um, in it, like the first train has just been uh, built. Oh wow! And and the world is transitioning from magic to technology. But there's still a lot of people like, uh, you know, like elves, especially that are like really clung to the old ways. Um, and they added a thing to where like they don't play well together. And so if you um, if you want to get on the pl on the train, one thing they ask is like, are you a, a sorcerer of any kind? Do you conjure magic? And, you know, you're like, no, I don't know. Like, <laughs> do you have any spells or magical potions of like such and such? And like, they've got this list and it's kind of funny because it's, it's like, like almost TSA. like when you get, yes, it is. <laughs> it, and it feels like that too. Um, and so, and if you do, they're like, no, you can't get on board. Like your magic <laughs> will screw up our technology because they don't go wow. well together. And uh, so that's stuff you have to take into consideration. Um, and they've got like a ton of magic in it as well and there's like a there's like 15 schools of magic each with five spells or something like that it's crazy um and you, i hear a bunch of skill trees and yeah oh yeah no it's, it's good there's and it's, uh, even, and it still has inventory tetris game going on so yeah mm -hmm. um there's even a spell in there that lets you raise people from the dead 
Um, and not like, oh, you're a zombie now, but like it will exactly. And so I had realized that. And so I spent like four or five hours learning how to do this. And you actually like reconjure their ghosts so that you can talk to them, uh, which can help, which there's a lot of the stories do, you know, the main story headline has multiple avenues. Uh, so you're not just auto screwed if you messed up one thing. Um, but I was like, oh, oh, look, I found the spell. Okay. I'm going to spend some time. I learned the spell and I, I rose him. And so like now, like, I think his dead body was still there. Um, even though it's like, you know, well, well later. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm talking to his ghost and uh, I'm like, Hey ghost, like I need to know how to do this thing. And he's like, no, you killed me. Why would I help you? Are you kidding me? That's insane. Like, what is wrong with you? You killed me for no reason. You're just greedy and awful. And I was like, I'm not giving you this information. Wow, that's legit. No, that's fair. I that would have been what I been, right, like. I was in like right. video game mode, and I didn't think of that. And then I was like, oh no, that's a that's a real response. That makes yes, sense. Yes. Uh, but that's like the tone of the game. It's that it's like that's what I mean. Cool. It's like there's a lot of they spent so much time on it, and the game flubbed uh, on. It came out with a ton of bugs. They ran out of Aww. dev time um, and money, and they had to release. And um, but like I'm just gonna go ahead and plug their game real quick. Uh, the community loved the the you know few people that got to play it loved it so much that they spent the next ten years. Uh, a number of the players had coding um and uh finding different assets in the game and they actually completed the game the community did Whoa. and so you can find yeah it was released 10 years after the game came out a community patch that like this is what the game was supposed to be guys like i love this game it crashed way too much when it came out and it was it was difficult to get through it just because of bugs and you know a bunch of garbage like that but now like the game's solid that's super awesome. cool. so again it's arcanum of steamworks and magic obscura uh, and it is available on Steam right now, 35% off or $3.89. Sweet. I'll be picking that one up. Yeah. I'm, so, be, I would check to see if the uh, patch works with the Steam download. Otherwise, you might yeah. want to get it from like GOG or some kind of DRM. Yeah. Gotcha. That's yeah. a good point. Gotcha. Yeah, just so, be careful of that. Our last question that we have for you is, if you could credit one person or experience... Uh, which from your past that contributed to where you are, where you're at today, um, who or what would it be? Person or experience? Dude. Um, I don't know, man. Like the modding community, does that count? Like used to build a whole bunch of those growing up and always just kind of wanted to do this. Um, yeah, man. Like example or? Like I started modding in StarCraft um, oh, nice. and used to build a whole bunch of maps with that uh, and none of their triggers worked and it was terrible. I shouldn't say none of them did. Some of them did, but it was, uh, they had all these like else if statements type things. And so like, that was really what got me into a lot of that, uh, building a whole bunch of different levels, having people play them, have most of them not work. Um, but, uh, and it wasn't, it was less like building multiplayer maps and more building like single player scenarios. Uh, for people to walk through. And so that was, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that was like an experience. Like I remember sitting in uh, algebra in like what ninth grade, whatever that is, eighth grade. Yeah. No, yeah, something like that. Um, it's like ninth and grade, yeah, um, and drawing out maps, uh, you know, sitting there during the lectures nice. and, and figuring out like what all the story was going to be for the next thing and moving forward and all of that. So you were already doing like calculus. You were already trying to figure out like star plans and, you know, 
Star Trek. Yeah, right, right. Star Lanes. Yeah. <laughs> well, awesome. So, I mean, it's been it's been a pleasure talking to you so far. Uh, again, we're talking about Minotaur Princess. It's coming out. Uh, do we have an actual date? Uh, an actual date it's releasing? Uh, summer, I hope. Um, okay. So currently, we're <laughs> shooting for August. We'll see. Um, okay. uh, yeah, I listed it on our uh, Steam page. Come wish list. Um, as summer yeah, and this. so uh yeah that's that's what we're we're hoping to to do okay well, i can say was... i can Got say you. personally having played it that uh uh one it's on my wish list so i'll definitely be getting it when it comes out but uh i would Thanks. be more than happy to welcome you back for uh when we have it as uh like game of the moment we just play it live and you can mm-hmm. like listen to the commentary and comment yourself if you would like yeah, I'd love to. That sounds fantastic. Awesome. Well, before we hit our break, is there anything that we didn't cover that you want to at least say uh, or any other final words about uh, about this game? Man, um, that's a good question. Wish list I don't know, not really. Like we did it. Yeah, we, yeah, 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 you know. Like and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. Awesome. No, yeah. Thanks so much for uh, for having me on for for this and you know talking about it. It's it's been a lot of fun. I mean, I'm you know gonna hang out with y'all for a bit longer, so I'm not going anywhere. Mm. But yeah. you didn't took the words out of my mouth. What I was gonna say is, <laughs> hey everyone, sorry. Stick around after the break because Charles isn't leaving. He's just gonna move into uh with us in the news. So have a few minutes, take a break, uh, and listen to a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. God. That's stupid. And we're back. So we're going to talk about what we've been playing. I'll be quite honest. I haven't played anything else other than Lost Ark. I'm still on the Lost Ark train. I, I really can't get off that. I've but, actually been doing we'll other talk things about this Lost week. Ark. Like I've been doing other things this week. Like not as I haven't played as much Lost Ark this week that as I wanted to. Uh, so sorry, Guild, that that's happening. We have a SAS Gaming Guild. If you want to join, everybody that's listening, feel free to do that. Um, but yeah, I haven't been able to do much of that. So, but eventually I'm going to get back to that. But that's pretty much all I've played this week. So I pass the torch. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm thinking that these are all Demurin, actually. Oh, well, do we saying you haven't played anything either? So I guess we'll pass the torch oh, to Demurin. I have not played anything, unfortunately. Everything. I don't think I have Bruno played actually the study sleeps. card. Let me tell you. I don't. I've been studying. I'm pretty I sure he does sleeps. Yeah. I and on am... top of that, I think he still, I think he plays two games at one time. Like, I think he yeah. has like. Listen, Demurin's a robot. He does not yes. sleep. He can power level any game in 50% of the time of like the best, like wow yes. record breakers, uh, the man's amazing. He, he um, min maxes like a Vulcan. Wow. That's so much praise. Um, I, I've still been playing Lost and you Ark. Still suck. I'm on the gear grind. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, but my main game for the last week has been Elden ring, which I have beat. What? What? Yeah, You've already so beat Elden Ring. I did all of oh like my the God. secondary bosses, manor bosses, all the primary bosses, the majority of the side bosses. I have like six more achievements to get to platinum the game. Um, what? Yeah, 
Um, and <laughs> I've, I've been doing it on... Venus White Star is like, oh my god! <laughs> I've been split robot. doing it on uh, a mage character and a strength build. So I've got two characters. My int character has done the game, and my strength character is like 75% of the way through. Um, but uh, man, it's it's wild as far as Souls games go. Uh, definitely the best installment, in my opinion. The open world edition of it really makes it, um, I don't know, just makes it better. There's just so much more to do, get sidetracked in. Um, it also gives people an option to where if they're having too hard a time, they can leave. If you if you go in a story yeah. boss and it absolutely just beats the crap out of you and you die to it like 30 times in a row, you'd be like, I'm going to go somewhere else in the world, kill something that's not as strong, gain 10, 15 levels, upgrade my gear more, come back, and then fight this guy again, and then probably die anyways. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Uh, still, what do you what are you rolling for your main? Like, uh, my, what my main is is like a full int build. Like I have like seventy eight int. It's like just an intelligence based sorcerer okay. character. I'm gonna say this politely. Treat like treat me like you normally should treat me. Treat me like I'm dumb. What? I use magic. I'm oh cool. I'm Voldemort on steroids. Okay. Ah, okay. I'm tracking now. Cool. I fire. I, I heard, I've heard a lot of people gatekeeping on that. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are like, Oh, if you use sorceries and you're not playing the game, right. And I'm just like, it's easier to play most of the bosses on my strength build because every time I hit a boss with my giant grafted great sword that is now enhanced by magic, I literally do like, one third of the boss's HP. So all I got to do is dodge correctly for the majority of the fight and then kill it. Um, also nice. the bosses fight really differently. So I feel like a mm. lot of people don't understand how well they've scripted some of these boss fights. And I had a really good, there's a, there's a boss in the game that I, I use as a really good example as to how this game differs so much from previous souls games and where when I fought it, I fought it first on my strength build, which is full melee. Like there's, I, I don't have any ranged spells at all. I got this giant greatsword, and I'm completely naked because the armor slows me too much. <laughs> <laughs> so I just like have light roll because all I have is this greatsword that takes up like one third of my carry capacity. And I go into people's worlds with it, and they just get this naked guy with a giant sword. And I, I just like... like did Buff you just it. see that naked Canadian with a giant sword run by? <laughs> it's great. But when I fought this boss, it did like all these regular movesets that it does, which are still pretty intense. Like it does like a little, it's got like a curved sword and then the back part of it's like a spear that it flips around and it uses it differently, but very quickly. Um, so it does like a, like a attack where it stabs you with it and then pulls it back, which is like a dual attack. It spins it in the air to do damage. I fought that boss on my strength build and that's all he did the whole fight and he he died after like my third attempt i went back there on my ink character and every time i'd go to cast a spell he would like immediately spawn a ball of like this black fire and just whip it right at me it was like scripted if you were beyond x range and you tried to use any magic ability or you tried to heal he'd just be like 
screw you in particular, and he just start whipping these things at you repeatedly. Like, if you hit uh. behind a wall and you started to cast, he would just start throwing them at the wall. And if it AOE'd close enough to the corner, it would hit you, and it would, like, take it, like, half of your HP. So, like, it depends. Some bosses, obviously, are a lot easier for mages, um, and some are easier as melee. I, a lot of the hate comes from... There's, there's a specific ability that if you match up that ability with certain armor pieces and a flask that lets you have infinite mana for 10 seconds and you go up against a boss that is totally stationary, you can throw this giant sigil on the floor that boosts all of your magic damage, drink this potion for infinite mana for 10 seconds, and then fire what everybody has coined the meme beam at the boss <laughs> and it will just laser this boss for 10 plus seconds for like 20,000 plus damage and one shot it. But what nobody ever sees is what happens if you try and use that against a boss that moves like at all. And some of the bosses in in Souls games in general, but especially in Elden Ring, they never stop moving. So if you try and yes. fire the meme beam at them, by the time your cast is almost done, they're behind you. And you're like, oh, well, yeah. that was that was an unfortunate turn of events that this guy just picked me up and suplexed me in the floor. So that was so, that. I've been watching a lot of people play um, Elden Ring on Twitch. <clears throat> and I, of all the games I have watched, I have never seen players get so frustrated. Right? They, like, everybody's pissed the whole time but they are just like going and going and i would have been like thrown my controller through my computer and like been out i just i yeah I had welcome to from software <laughs> yeah, two it's... moments in that entire game were one of them i actually was like i'm done for the night i can't play this game anymore because if i play it i'm legitimately going to have issues going to sleep with how mm. absolutely enraged that i am and the other time was actually the first time was with that one boss on my mage um, that did like the constantly throwing magic at you because I died to him like nine times because like, I couldn't do anything. Eventually, I just gave up and I was like, all right, forget it. I'm going to use almost no magic at all. I'm only going to use like my, my, my little int scaling sword as a mage. And I just like walked up to him and kept like beating him for like 30 damage and just dodging all of his abilities for like five <laughs> minutes till he died. And then the other yeah. one. And I I didn't go back to this boss for 70 levels. 70. 70. I was level 50 levels? when I fought this guy. I, I pretty much went out. I finished the entire game. When I finished the last story boss, I went back to this boss. And it still almost killed me. Uh, and it's not even that the this is this is the point where I like immediately removed at least one to one point five full rating points off of my overall rating for for Elden Ring because it's so shittily designed. And I hope whatever team designed it understands that they'd put very little thought or nobody, whoever was supposed to review this and be like, wait, no, they shouldn't make it to the game, just didn't. It was It's this boss, these three crystalline enemies. And these crystalline enemies have a very specific gimmick to where they need to be dealt a certain amount of strike damage before they can take any real damage at all. Now, that includes magic. They take almost no magic damage at all. And if you're a caster, guess what you don't have any of? Mainly strike <laughs> damage. So I walk into this fight, squishy as hell. There's three bosses. One of them <laughs> throws these 
like uh, what are they called? Uh, shock rams, and they like spin around the room, and they're they're kind of stupid. Like the thing just like floats around the room doing random attacks that sometimes hit you and sometimes don't. The other one's a, like a mage that just casts this ability at you that puts blood rot on you, which is a terrible, terrible thing to have put on your character because once it explodes, sounds bad. It does a bunch of damage, and yeah. then you just start dying over time. It's horrible. Um, and all of them technically apply some form of blood rot. Uh, and then there's a spear guy and the spear guy does one thing, just one. He Spears? lunges with Spears. the spear. <laughs> no, the thing is he has no other moveset that I could see. He just lunges. He's the only boss I've seen in the whole game that literally just does the same move the whole time. He just lunges like this with his spear. Kind of throw but he you moves, a bone every once in a while. He moves like 10 feet at a time. It's insane. So you're like this, you're this big in comparison to this boss. It's like, like huge, like way large, like eight times the size of you. These guys are just like absolutely hammering at you and you do no damage. The best fight I had them before I went back, like when I was in the correct level range to fight them, I threw seven, technically eight full mana bars that I managed to survive for. And I only managed to break through one of their shields. And I was just like, this is... This is an absolute clown fiesta. I was like, I, I literally, I cannot do this. I, I was so mad that two days later, I went back on my melee character. I put a strike-specific weapon on. I enchanted it to 25, which is the highest you can take it to. I walked into that room, and I absolutely shit-stomped the life out of them. <laughs> Just relentlessly beat the crap out of them just to make myself feel better for that brief moment. I, I and then stand when I switched by. back to my mage character, it was gone already. I was like, ah, it wasn't even worth it. I'm still angry. I that stand by my statement that Demurin is a Vulcan robot who min-maxes to the max. I, mm. uh, yes, I couldn't. Yes. Oh, God. But the game is great. I like games that challenge me. I dislike when things are just like a broken gimmick that makes no sense. So yeah, sure. I'll be very clear. I will do Shocktober forever. I will never, and I say never, never is never, play Souls games again. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> because he's he's, no. he's been poisoned. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so I did remember that uh, I while I haven't played any games, I do want to talk about some games, but... Before I get to that, I do want to hear from Charles uh, what games he's been playing recently. Yeah, so I've been playing a bit of Octopath Traveler and uh, Age of Darkness. Um, very, very different games. Um, the music in Octopath Traveler, I think, is what's really kept me going. Yeah, uh, I should look this up. Yeah, Aaron's it's, it's actually the reason I bought Octopath Traveler. <laughs> yeah, That's a really good game. Have you completed it? I haven't finished it, no. I haven't either. I haven't met anyone who has. Um, Dude, so, I, I know <laughs> I one it on person. Switch, so I have I a buddy, Zach, have who back. I know finished it. He finished it, and then I think there's like there's different ways to play through it because of how the game branches out. So I think he actually started another playthrough to go through a different route to do everything for mm. some reason. I don't remember why. I guess you can start in different areas and he wanted to try and start with a different build to see if he could progress quicker or something. But um, I personally have only gotten like one playthrough and I don't even know how close I am to the end of it. Yeah. I know that I have I got, like all the characters unlocked. I'm pretty sure now I got to a point where I was on some path like on a mountain and 
all the enemies were like 20 plus levels than I was. And I would just die <laughs> like every time. Oh. And uh, I don't know why the wrong what I was supposed to do. I don't know. What yeah, you went the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure out how to like go somewhere else. And I eventually just said, I'm good. And it was on Switch. And this was back when my, my child was born. So like I was playing Switch a lot because um, it was easy to pick up and throw down. But I haven't been back. Um, it's a good game. Though. I would like to go back and check it out again. It's it's it was a lot of fun. A lot of like that Final Fantasy, like uh, Legend of uh, Maya almost feel to me. I love the uh, I love the almost like. Um, God, what do they call it? Photography, the tilt shift view where it makes oh, yeah, something real look like depth of focus. Yeah. Or it depth looks of field. fantastic. Depth of field. Yeah, yeah. No, the, yeah, they did a really great job with the, uh, the aesthetics of it. It's beautiful. Yeah. And the soundtracks, like I said, fantastic. Yeah. So how are so, you doing in the job? How are you doing this game, Charles? We heard about everybody else. Well, what's interesting is that I don't, I haven't found what the, I'm like 15 hours in now and I don't know what the overarching story is yet. Like I get yeah. that you're following these eight different people, but none of them have really a whole lot. I mean, they could each have a story and, you know, everybody's got a story and they've got something, but at presence, at least there's nothing that ties them together. There's no overarching anything. And so what's funny is like most people I've talked to have unlocked all the characters and, you know, like people on this call fit that bill as well. And then they stopped and they're like, oh, like, I heard all the initial story parts and there wasn't anything yes. past that. Like, and so like, I don't know, like, I feel like I'm going to try and power through it. Um, but I did I like sit it down it. for a while. Yeah. So I hear it's yeah, worth I, it because yeah? the one thing I've heard about this game from people that have gone all the way through is that, that it's very much that you have these different story arcs that seem unconnected and unrelated, but then the game brings them together. Yeah, yeah, I, I like. I definitely feel like that is supposed to happen sometime <laughs> in the like, future. That like something the developer would say, Brian. Um, right, but what's funny is that, um, yeah, I think that maybe the the pace of it and like that kind of figuring out is just a little slow for folks, and so there's a lot of people that aren't yeah. quite making that. Yeah. Well, I got to the hard part, and I was like, I'm done. <laughs> well, in some ways it almost sounds like final fantasy where it's like 15 hours yeah. in and I still don't know what the story is. Oh, are you playing yeah. final fantasy? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's definitely has a, it was a cool game though. Definitely a cool aesthetic. It's, it's not an easy game. It's, it's definitely a challenging game. Um, but no, it was a it lot was of cool. depth. There's a lot to it. I just, I didn't get to, I didn't have the time capacity. Actually, it's one of the games I, I slept on. I need to go back and check it out since I actually have more time now. Um, and what was the other game you said you were playing? Age of Darkness. Um, I finally beat that on Nightmare, uh, which oh, was uh, incredibly difficult because the the way it starts out, you have to unlock each difficulty as you go through, um, and it's got you know like I think four or five difficulties. Um, but it's a survival RTS, which is super interesting. Uh, you go through, you uh, build up a base, you farm. There's a bunch of like they're called nightmares. They're pretty much zombies. Um, you had me at farm. <laughs> and um yeah yeah so and there's, lost there's, me in zombies right, yeah, right? <laughs> wrong kind of farm no i like it's, zombies he likes you, zombies you, he likes zombies, zombies, zombies is the only thing yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, you would probably like this game mike it, it's uh, so he's you got me he's like, yeah, your, zombies you build your survival. own base essentially and you mm-hmm. defend against the yep. nightmares but you also like venture out with your guys to like clear the nightmare areas and stuff like that and you just try and survive for wave after wave after wave kind of thing. when you said yeah. nightmare mode i thought it was gonna be different i thought it was gonna be really it's, scary uh, 
it's it's no it's not yeah there's no like horror element to it but yeah it's Uh, incredibly difficult um in it all the difficulties leading up to it uh you can save and you have like a limited number of saves but you can also pause the game while you're playing and then you can pause it and then like go build stuff go consider things you know place figure out what you're going to do unpause it go uh, forth and back What's that one game that was like Waves? We are like billions. Steampunk? It's it? similar. Yeah, I haven't played We Are Billions, but every we are billions. lots of people say yeah. um, that it's very similar. I yeah. haven't played that one either. It never got to the price point I wanted to pay for it, but I uh, I'm interested in this one. This seems interesting. Yeah, yeah it gets a little formulaic uh, as you get deeper into it. It's still in early access though, so like I don't want to. You know, I'm okay. not saying anything too, too bad about access. it, but <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I've already put a, a good number of hours into it, especially for it being early access. But yeah, I mean, once you get to like Nightmare, it's a whole different game because you can't save anymore. Okay. Um, only like if you're leaving the game, then you could like, yeah, if you're going to exit the game, that's fine. Um, but like you can't have checkpoints. Uh, you can't pause the game anymore. And, you know, once you die, you know, these you, three hours in or whatever, you're dead. You got to start from scratch. Nice. And like the I final wave, they send like 40,000 dudes at you. Um, and so, yeah, it's pretty, it's, yeah, it's rough, but it's a good game. Yeah, it's worth checking out. It's a decent, Sweet. decent game for a decent price. So while I didn't play any games this last week, unfortunately, uh, I did, however, uh, yesterday watch Sony state of play and uh, it was, you know, a bunch of trailers of things that are coming out. Uh, and some I watched of them it too. Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be interested in what you, uh, you tell me what you're interested in later. I might be able to jump to it. One yeah. of the things that I was fascinated by and now, now this game has been known for a while. Trailers showed up on the game awards with Jeff Keeley. Um, so it's not like it's new, but I don't know why I just never, it it just never hit my radar before. And this time for some reason it did. And it was just amazing looking. Uh, it's got this woman protagonist. Uh, it's, it's, it's very acrobatic in the way she moves around and the way she attacks. Uh, it is called Forspoken. Uh, I highly recommend going out and seeing the newest trailer because the music they do with it is absolutely hilarious. And in general, it's just a fun looking game. A lot of magics, a lot of physics movements, uh, a lot of, you know, it's, it's very much a, 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 uh, you know, kind of um, what they call it. The, you know, kind of the third person action, uh, you know, kind of role playing game ish type thing. Uh, I love the fact you can surf. <laughs> it's just cyber surfing across the water. So uh, it looks very interesting. Uh, it's going to be coming out for PC and for PlayStation. Uh, so is this I think- Wraith from Apex? Is this just her solo game, her origin story game? I don't know what you're talking about. Wraith from Apex? Really? I don't know what you're like, yeah, no, I, I think it is. I think it is. <laughs> Thank you. Someone agrees with me. No, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty uh, sure. Yeah. But it'll be coming out October 11th. 
So on PC and PlayStation, mm-hmm. not on Xbox, cool. of course. Looks cool though. Uh, what about you, Day Drinker? Did you see anything particular there on the? Was hold on uh, the black and white. Um, oh yes, Trek to Yami. Trek to Tomi, uh, or is Yami or Tomi? Yami, Yami. yeah, Yami. Yami. That one looked. Day Drinker, how do you pronounce it? I don't know because wow. I couldn't even remember it. So shots I like, fired. I, I love to correct <laughs> everything that Mike says incorrectly. Um, but I didn't have the words in front of me to repeat. Um, so of all of the video games that we saw um, on the uh, presentation, they all kind of looked exactly the same. This one ha- looked prettier to me. You know, it's black and white, it's linear. Oh, I thought it looked really, yeah, definitely. Yes. Um what was the other uh, aesthetics of that, that one? Yes. Side scrolling game, kind of like absolutely Lima, Limbo and the other. Well, it's it's weird yeah. because it's not all side scrolling. As you can see, it, like look not, at this, yeah. like yeah, uh, it's it really changes the perspectives up on you in a storytelling way. So yes, so that one looks looking game really really pretty. Um, the other one that I saw, they have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Cowabunga collection. Oh, yes. It's all the arcade Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games. Whoa, it's more than that. Turtles in time. Yes. It is. It is the uh, arcade ones. It is the, um, it's the Super Nintendo ones. Mm -hmm. Hell, it's, it's actually got, uh, oh, sorry. It was a little early there. That's Gundam Revolution. I was like, man, those turtles have evolved. Right? (laughs) Um, Come on. I didn't think I was that far off. Uh, But it's also uh, like Game Boy. uh, Yes. The Game Boy one was apparently terrible, by the way. (laughs) It's, uh, I think, 20-some odd arcade and home releases of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that is going to be coming out in this giant collection coming from... um, uh, what Capcom, I think I could be wrong on that. Uh, so I, I, I would have to imagine that this is coming more than just the PlayStation. If they're going to be releasing yes. a giant, I would think so. Uh, collection like that, but yeah. the Cowabunga collection. Yes, absolutely. Looks amazing. Coming so 2022 only, next year or this year. The only, only other thing I have to add while we're talking about, um, giant you know, what monsters, <laughs> Giant uh, kaiju monster fighting game. Did that thing have yeah. spikes coming out of its eyes? That's <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a kaiju. That. Of course it did. Oh, the spikes are, spikes are coming out of... Oh, oh they had a fantastic game that looked, I mean, similar to this. The graphics obviously not quite as good for the Genesis. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm trying to remember what it's called. Kikabash. King of Monsters, maybe? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that might have been it. That might have been it. Dude, that yeah. game was fantastic. If this is half as good as that, then I shot. <laughs> You're in. You're totally in. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, it's old. Okay, so Exo Primal. <laughs> oh God. Looked ridiculous to me, but okay, in so, a good way. Well, what was kind of bad and good about this is so that is absolutely Capcom. And yes. uh Capcom is known for a dinosaur game. 
Mm-hmm. And here they are. They're giving the they're giving the forecast that oh, I did jump too fast. They're giving the forecast of like, oh, there's going to be a dinosaur outbreak today. Yeah, dinosaur vortex. Like, yeah. Yes. Today, Sunday, eighty percent warning. And it literally just is this like black hole, and it just oh, no. and these armor. This armor looks like anthem. The way yeah. it like zips around them and everything. It totally looks like anthem. And then they're like, yep, here you go. It spews out of this vortex like crazy. Yeah. And everybody is like, oh my God, Dino Crisis. Dino, Cri- <laughs> oh no, Dino Crisis is the IP that Capcom owns that's dinosaur based. So everybody like, oh my God. It's it's like, anybody remember that PlayStation 2? This is like Sharknado. Like- <laughs> all the ducks coming out of PlayStation yeah. 2. This thing's amazing yeah. looking. Um, I feel like the first 10% of those guys are just like to cushion the fall for the rest for the invasion. Exactly. Right? Those exactly. poor dinosaurs. <laughs> right? This splat, splat, splat. Okay, the rest live. They've already been through extinction once. I know. Now, I was super, super intrigued on in this until I kind of found out it's the type. Now, this is not necessarily a negative to everyone. I'm just not this type of game. Mm. This is uh, one of the four player horde games like uh, mm. Left for Dead or Back mm. for Blood. Mm. Uh, it's very much in that vein. So the same. I'm so category. good at. <laughs> yep. Me and Charles are on the same page on this one. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and Daydrinker, like you said, you're so in quotes so. good at. Um, it's, it's very much one of those games where it's a four player game. You choose different classes. Uh, looks like you can double up on some of the classes, unlike some of the other ones. Cause we saw two of the defender shield guys there. Um, and you fight this incoming horde of dinosaurs. This is so, amazing to me because there's, there's a game on steam that initially got completely primal. crapped on called Orion. And then eventually they updated to Orion Prelude. And like the entire base of the game is it's a co-op like four person game where you have like guns and fancy tech and you fight dinosaurs. And nice. it was it was really it was not executed well. But this looks like that meets Anthem. Yeah. Right. Two games yeah. which both were not done extraordinarily well being merged together. And, and <laughs> that's the rest of the success. One. Yeah, but. Yeah. Not the only one with the anthem vibes there, but oh so no, yeah, there's I, definite anthem vibes going on there. Highly <laughs> for encouraged sure. for those that are interested, go out and check the Sony State of Play that just happened yesterday, on March 9th. Uh, it is up on YouTube on their Sony PlayStation channel. And the one thing that I will I want to add, um, there's a game called Dark D A R Q that I fing loved. Um, and I talked about their graphic novel or comic book coming out soon. Their graphic novel comes to Kindle on uh, Tuesday, the 15th. So if you're in, then it will be released, I think a month later in a physical copy, but I pre-ordered mine already. So definitely check it out. It is called dark dream journal. So. Cool. I see. I had about that. Cool. I didn't watch any of that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, seems like you guys had a good time with it. <laughs> well, in that case, it's uh, time to move into the news. Uh, 
Charles, can you see the teleprompter from where you're at? <laughs> There's no teleprompter. No teleprompter. Uh, that was a good one. <laughs> I think that was your best joke since the time that you actually grabbed the papers and started straightening them out. <laughs> that was, I mean, that it's was occasional. Occasionally, yeah, I do. No, yeah, no, you get some good timing sometimes. Uh, my mind's pretty quick, actually. Uh, back to the, the kind of the quick news. I could almost play that music. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, which is just the same music sped up twice as fast. Now, um, kind of an update, not much of an update. Uh, there's a couple of little things coming out on PlayStation's uh, Project Spartacus. It's a little bit more official now that the PlayStation Now service will be replaced and or merge into uh, Project Spartacus, uh, which is going to be a three-tiered subscription Potato service. Potato. <laughs> we have a three-tiered subscription service <laughs> that is very similar in some ways to Xbox uh, uh, Live, but not quite the same. Um, so you're going to have uh, tier two is going to be very similar to Microsoft Game Pass. Uh, however, it's not going to have that access to the first party titles on release type thing. It's more of going to be focused on, Hey, you have a PlayStation five, if you're lucky enough to get one and you can play, you know, different uh, titles from PlayStation two, three and PlayStation four. It's kind of similar to what we heard before. Um, now the, uh, the tier, the third tier is going to include a little bit more, including some of the cloud gaming, and uh, including in their subscription plans. So they didn't give us a whole bunch of extra meat on this, but we did at least get confirmation that A, yes, it's coming, and B, PlayStation Now cloud streaming service for the gaming is going to be going away and merging into it. All right. So just heard recently that YouTube is going to be offering uh, podcasters $50,000 to stream just like we are over video. So I mean, Mike, let me know. Let me know when um, they, they reach out to us. Cause I could use that money. Yeah, um, so sure. <laughs> it'll be per, per individual um, show. They think, <clears throat> sorry. Bloomberg is predicting that uh, it's going to be $50,000 per individual show, $200,000 to $300,000 to a podcast network. And this is a big deal because YouTube, who is just continuing to grow, um, is taking on different ventures. Uh People are already very, obviously very interested in podcasts who are streaming visually in not, not just audio, not just via audio. Um, so we stream both ways. So we stream live on uh, YouTube and Twitch. Then we convert our video to an actual, actual recorded uh, video production and then post to Anchor, <clears throat> sorry, I'm losing my voice apparently, uh, post to Anchor and uh, just the audio version so you can listen to your car when you're cleaning like I do. Um, they're thinking 
the time. So what's actually interesting about that is that uh, Spotify actually just made an announcement recently too that mm-hmm. they're going to allow people to start pushing to towards their video on YouTube as well, or on Spotify platform as well. Yeah. So I think it's not just YouTube that's kind of realizing, Hey, like there's some money in this. Uh, yeah. So, but it's good because there's competition. So there's going to yeah. be, you know, more people, not necessarily we're going to get reached out, but Hey, we're going to have other people competing, trying to really, you know, get their videos made. And, you know, when they have more content, it's going to make everybody else better. So yeah. it'll, be, it'll and- be interesting to see what happens. I mean, Joe Rogan used to um, do his video podcast on YouTube and then Spotify scooped him up, mm-hmm. sent him on over to Spotify. And obviously I think that that's where they're going with that, like you just said. Um, but there are definitely different verticals that YouTube has, um, like the YouTube kids, YouTube gaming, you, gaming, YouTube music, stuff like that. So um, definitely an option if YouTube wants to reach out to us. Um, you can definitely pay us. <laughs> yeah, but you guys are also a network, so it's true. We you are have to pay for both. Oh, true. <laughs> Darn. Exactly. Our plan has been foiled. <laughs> ah, Tamirin, you got some updates on Lost Ark? Yeah, there's a. It's really weird. Like, I'm gonna go with this story from the side. That's that's published out there right now and then we'll get into the other half of it really quickly <laughs> afterwards but essentially there's a lot of reasons for lost ark to be in the news right now uh the primary thing that people are talking about though is the uh, the outfits and gender locked classes uh so for background obviously lost ark is a korean mmorpg um and what is very common in those is that there's almost always gender locked classes um, I can't think of a single MMO that came from that area in the last 10 years that doesn't have gender lock classes, Blade and Soul, you know, Terra, etc. Um, the other part is, is that all of their cosmetics are uh, very revealing. <laughs> they don't they don't look the part for uh, for any of their classes. So people started criticizing Amazon for the release of it in the West while still having those things in place. Um, and Amazon's response was just kind of like a, a nothing response is how most people are perceiving it. They were just kind of like, well, you know, we get that you guys don't like it and that you guys feel like it's sexist, but also like a lot of people want us to hold true to the Korean vision of the game. So that's why this is here. Um, so it's, it's just getting a lot of flack for that right now, which is interesting because uh, another thing that we're not, we don't have a story for today specifically, it's personal that I've been interacting with it is that their new update came out today, which came with a new raid. That new raid is locked behind a 1400 item level gear score, which is, or sorry, 1370 to 1400 gear score, which is possible to achieve without paying, but it's very difficult. So the amount Oof. of free to play players that are actually there Oof. is a very small subsection that have been oh. dedicating like six hours to 10 hours a day of playing the game. Um, and then like, this is of course the end of end game content though, right now. Right. Um, whereas like people who are paying to progress faster, um, we're already closer to it or already all the way up toward the 1400 mark. Um, so there's a lot of like, like, is this, is this fair? Blah, 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 blah. But the interesting thing about the initial part of the story, which is that, you know, a lot of people are angry about the outfits in the game 
is there's actually, if you get into the Lost Ark community, there's a whole other side to that coin. Um, that is, <laughs> there's a lot of people who are like really angry and they have been since the release of the game, they've been angry that so many outfits were removed from the game. <sighs> because oh, Lost Ark Korea is actually substantially worse in terms of how revealing the outfits are and the kind of outfits that there are. Like in Lost Ark Korea, you can find screenshots where you're dressed up in like a skimpy schoolgirl outfit fighting giant monsters. Um, or pretty much your character just wearing like lingerie. It's really kind of creepy. Um, but yeah, like, I that's, 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 how, that's how I like to fight. Yeah, and there's like a whole naked. thing. I really think, I agree yeah. with the sentiment that there should be Either, first of all, I think the first concession should be that there's at least variation. They need to add stuff in there that actually makes these characters not look like they're 20% dressed. Um, then yeah. also gender lock classes could not be a thing. But um, I, I think I, I think that's one of the, at least having living with someone uh, of the female persuasion that is playing this game. It seems like what I hear from her is more of the concern that she can't play certain, well, she doesn't want to play certain classes as much because she doesn't feel that she has something that in the game that represents her playing yeah. that class. I, I think that's a bigger deal to her than any of the outfits. I think like kind of like what day drinker said that she'd be fine mm. in playing a schoolgirl outfit or whatever. Yeah. As long as she got to play, as a warrior, which you cannot play a warrior as a female right yep. now. That's well, the problem. Yep. So I have a shadow hunter character and I was excited because like her outfit, when they show like the demo at the beginning of the game looks very like, like almost badass with this, like, like demon style, like stuff coming off the body, like the, you know, the shoulders and blades and stuff. And, uh, I was super pumped about it. And I got like some gear playing through up to almost my tier one gear and it was starting to come together. I was like, wow, this is looking pretty badass. And then I got my tier one gear and it turned her into a low cut, like almost bikini top with like skimpy black leather shorts that are like, yeah, skins like, are like, like insanely important on this game. Like and we, I was we like, know so many people who have specifically what? bought skins from the item mall to change the way their characters look. Yeah. I was just um, like, like there's a place for that, but like I wanted her to look <laughs> yeah. badass, and now she looks like she's a hooker. Like what the hell? And like their um their oh. argument for the whole gender lock thing is that like when the classes were designed by Smilegate, they designed them a specific way to where like they can't just load in a male like rig and be like okay here you go. They have to modify things, which is also technically true, but it's also like Smilegate doesn't want to invest the time into it and. I almost feel like my big takeaway from this story is that I think people are directing their anger at the wrong place. They're saying like, Amazon, what are you doing? Like, why are you yeah. doing this? Why aren't you doing something different? But the real thing should be like, Smilegate, what the hell? <laughs> like, right. you're releasing to a different audience because there's there's like a very open knowledge. You can find it pretty much anywhere. Smilegate, when they came in contract with Amazon for the publishing of the game, um, one of the things that made people so excited is that Amazon has almost no creative input on this game that was the whole point that's why so many people were excited They're like oh good amazon doesn't have control because everybody saw new world and they saw yep. crucible and they were like amazon doesn't do good 
at deciding the creative fate of video games. They do really well at publishing games in a sense of right. they have the resources for it. They're Fighting terrible the backbone. at making decisions. But Smilegate being a Korean developer is like, yeah, but our market likes this stuff, so this is what we're doing. And they haven't, I don't think they've quite tuned themselves to releasing for the Western side of the market. Mm-hmm. And even like years ago when they when people were asking for this game to come out in the West, people did an interview with the lead producer for Smilegate and he was just like, yeah, we don't know if we'll ever release in the West because we feel like Western and European markets are extremely entitled and we don't feel like dealing with the blowback of releasing a game in a market that will inevitably like will feel their ire over how much they, they want to be outspoken about things that they shouldn't have any creative control over. Um, One of his comments was something to the effect of, if I remember correctly, like uh, Western markets think they know how to make a game but they're not the ones making the game, so they don't actually know what's best. We do. Which is like, just is true seeing. and untrue in some ways, right? Like sometimes a fan base knows what's up, but also the people who are creatively making the game should be able to make it in whatever image they want to. And they probably do know overall what's probably best for their vision of the game. It could just be tweaked based on what the fan base says. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's like a whole thing. I love thing. watching... Charles just smiled bigger and bigger when they were, when you were talking about like the Western entitlement, uh, you know, uh, on this game that was yeah. very much originally built for an Eastern audience. Yeah. And I agree with them on that. Like, if you think about it, man, some of the crap that the Western community has given game developers for shit, is just like, sometimes oh. you, you need to chill. You need to recognize like, well, I mean, we're like, constant we like, death threats. I we're mean, seriously. And how we approach a lot of developers. Um, and it's both like, it's really the European market and like the American, like North American market are just so absolutely intense when things don't go their way. Um, whereas yeah. a lot of other markets are just like, oh, okay, I'll just play a different game. Screw yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, it's, it's interesting with the, the kind of, double standard there of we want that you know, players want uh want it changed they want amazon to change it but they don't want amazon to change the games because then they're going to be bad <laughs> right. so it's like yeah. you know pick, pick, you gotta you gotta kind of yeah, pick a lane something yeah, yeah. and so it's, it's kind of tough you know i mean and i definitely like you know i'm not going to say what they're doing is the, the the right thing but uh coming from a game developer stance it's kind of like having other people tell you how to raise your kids Yes. You know, you're like, <laughs> yeah. you spend, uh, you know, uh, an infinite amount of time with them and you try to do what's best for them and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, you make mistakes and you do things that aren't right. And, you know, hopefully you're also uh, yeah. open to some input as, yeah. you know, you yep. don't know everything. And so, <laughs> you know, it's definitely good to, you know, maybe consider uh, your approach and whatnot. But <laughs> it's a really great analogy. Yeah. And Smilegate's working towards it. They have modified some of the classes that initially were female only to be both female and male um, classes. Uh, And I mean, Amazon released new skins today on the US side that are uh, a little less, I don't know, revealing and more like, yeah, a little less risque. So we'll see. Well, I haven't brought this little segment in in a while, but I'm going to bring it back and it's, Social justice. Oh God! Wait, I don't. I, I, Doesn't nope. this one predate me? <laughs> I, it does. I think I need music for this. That works. Nope. Is that what social justice that sounds one? like? 
No, that's no, actually from all. a game. I needed to cut that off real quick. I forgot <laughs> I mapped that wrong. I'm gonna get like a DMCA for that one if I didn't get rid of that one quick I, enough. Uh, so there was a story told by a gentleman by the name of uh Veneth Odomscene. I'll take it. Uh, from Georgia, state of Georgia. Uh, he was sentenced sentenced for 36 months in prison because he bought a Charizard Pokemon card for uh, a total of, I think, $85,000 or something. Didn't know we were going to do this. Story. Maybe not. But he bought it with money that he claimed off a COVID relief bill. So he basically said to the government that he owned a business and that he had 10 employees. So he got $85,000 for a claim and he took that money to buy a Charizard card. Wait, what? He, he fraudulent, fraudulently, fraudulently invented. Yes. He, uh, thank you. Business. $85,789 for the Charizard card. Oh so he, he had some left God. in his pocket. It was a 9.5 gym rating on this holographic Charizard card. It's first edition shadowless. Well, so I mean, if, that's if why. you're a Pokemon fan, <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like this is, I mean, wouldn't you do the same thing? This is the yeah. card. How, he was how out of you, options at that point. Yeah. How do you think you're going to get away with that? Like a non-existent business and 10 employees. So what's oh interesting is this guy's going to jail and, uh, What's funny is I saw another post on Reddit today in a similar sense. Uh, Wait, well, but there was a post by this guy uh, called what? Hayden. What's oh. happening to the card? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, no one cares about the guy anymore. He's going to jail. I mean, that's no, a, that's a no, very yeah. valuable he card. Turn the Charizard card over to the prosecutors. So he's going to oh. just give it to the prosecutors. So that so means it goes it's going to go up for auction. I think that's yeah. what that means. That's what right. that means. Right. Nice. Yeah, it sounds like we need some links. We need to start yes. setting up some companies. <laughs> it's get probably way more than 57,000. <laughs> yeah. So, but interestingly enough, another guy posted on Reddit today, totally random story, but it was funny because now this guy, maybe he could take this other guy's advice for going to prison. Um, this is uh, Hayden of OV the Nord on Reddit. And it says, so I was in Harris County Jail in Houston, Texas, for 10 months and got out back in December. But when I got there, I had a Sally who also knew how to play Magic the Gathering. Overall, I wound up making 20 different jailhouse Magic the Gathering decks and had to make them completely from memory. And more info in his comments. So basically, if you're watching the podcast right now, uh, he literally has like playing cards with like stickers on them for all oh of the different God. things that made from by three memory. by five index cards. Yeah. By it memory that he wrote down to create decks what? for magic, the gathering so he could play him and his buddy could play in prison. Holy shit. So maybe this he guy put them on, on the backs of <laughs> playing, cards, uh, yeah. playing, playing cards. cards. Holy shit. So maybe this guy, Got the Charizard card. Maybe, it, maybe he was into actually playing Pokemon and maybe he'll, you know, maybe do that from memory because he'll have some time to think about it. Uh, but at least this was kind of <laughs> interesting. Just, and I didn't figured he just, I'd show he this. just say he got out? 
Uh, no, he's yeah. this this guy he's who made the magic okay. card just got out. Yeah, yeah, yeah but this the, guy, the guy yeah, who did the Charizard yeah. cards. Oh, you're in, saying, so sorry. I he can got the take his time card. and make some yeah. of his cards, maybe. But this was so crazy. Uh, I was just like, wow, I can't believe. I don't think so. Like, by I don't memory, think so. this is like a Bruno thing to do. Like, like Bruno would be like, <laughs> that, oh, I remember every card by memory. Don't I worry, can just I got write this. all these up. No big deal. That and most magic players that I know, and most Pokemon card players that I know, um, will not play the opposite game. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. that's true. That's totally true. different games. I mean, sure. they're, mm-hmm. they're pretty, they're pretty genre loyal. Yeah. Oh man. They could have been cellmates. <laughs> right. <laughs> Imagine Except that the- fight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who would you oh, bet on no. though? The magic player or the Pokemon player? I'm going with the oh, magic God, player. That's, oh, I don't I'm know. The magic that's- player. Uh, that's hard to take. That's hard. That's, that's, hard a, that's to a hard one. That's like a one of those fights to get a fight Google fight to like see who's gonna win just based on <laughs> Google, Google searches fight. alone. I do the oh, magic man. player honestly, just because Thank I feel you. like there's more more ways to torment them by saying dumb crap about <laughs> magic. They're so much more dedicated that if they really pissed me off, I could just start saying really stupid stuff that's just absolutely not true about deck builds. Yeah. And because of how much more devoted and crazy they are, it would impact them that much more. <laughs> well, I'll trust right. you on that well, one. That is, uh, that is our news for the day. And uh, we, first off, I'm going to go through some and I'm going to say thanks to Charles hanging out. So before I do that, um, that was our news for the day. So if you want to actually, this is what got our attention this week, but if you're interested in checking out the podcast uh, in a you know, physical form, like a virtual form, uh, you can check out the video on YouTube. Uh, we'll have that cut out probably in a few days. Uh, or you can watch us live on Twitch on every Thursday. We podcast this out. And if you're listening to us, uh, most likely it's probably on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever podcasting place that you Apple like. Apple Podcast, probably not yeah. Apple Music. Uh, Apple Podcast, yeah, yeah, sure. But uh, but either one, Apple uh, Pie. that's great. Thanks for listening to that. Uh, if you are interested in sponsoring us, you know, and I say sponsoring us, you know, sending us a little bit of money to help us out, whatever. Uh, no pressure. Uh, we do have a Patreon, so check us out on patreon.com slash sasgaming. Uh, we also have a website, sasgaming.com. Check it out. We do some uh, different postings of different game reviews. Uh, Kelly does some of her Kelly's Corner blog posts there. Uh, we have our videos on there. Our podcasts are on there as well. So if you want to find everything in one place, it's a good spot to go. So again, Charles, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank uh, you We really so can't much. wait for Minotaur Princess. Uh, we know it's also- said August, hopefully. Uh, and it's on Steam right now, so wishlist it. Also, Charles, where can uh, fans find more about you and your your items? Oh, man. So, yeah, we've got a website, uh, minotaurprincess.com. I uh, can't believe that wasn't taken. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we've got... I know, right? <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, we've got our Steam, but uh, we've got a, a Discord as well and so we've got uh like like 50 people there which is pretty cool and uh it's been growing getting more people coming in and so yeah please join us join the community come have a say uh we're going to be doing uh uh, asking for a lot of feedback um that's where people you know will find our beta testers so if you're interested in playing it before it comes out that's definitely a good place to be um yeah cool 
Awesome. I can't wait to get those uh, skimpy skins for my Minotaur. So. <laughs> <laughs> he comes with one, actually, so you yeah. don't even have to earn it. You have to earn the clothes, I think. I think that's how yeah, that works. Yeah. I mean, did so, you the see princess the is the one pack? that comes clothed, funnily enough. It's like a reverse world. Bizarro. Minotaur had an eight pack on it. I swear. Jeez. Like abs for well, days. That is what got our attention this week. Thanks again, Charles. Uh, and the rest of you guys, yes, thank it's you been a so great much. time. Thanks for listening. And until next week, you guys stay safe out there and we'll see you later. Take care. Bye. Peace, y'all. Bye.